Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend L, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout. It's the show that we do usually on Saturdays here at Going In Raw. It's just that one week when we were gone, we did it on a Friday because we were going to be gone. And well, sometimes we do a Going In Raw View, which we need to do another oh, one of those yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, we should do one this month, I guess, before you leave. So, of course, us being some of the, some of the premier YouTube top 10 list guys. We have that now in podcast form here at Going In. Oh, that's right. That's what we, 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 we got to start. So what we used to do, man. If there was something that could be put in tens. Or even things that couldn't. We did it anyways. We did it anyways. Did that's it anyways. right. Uh, we do it right here at Going In Raw. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Yeah. yeah. Hit subscribe, notify, bell. And then, of course, uh, if you're listening to this in the audio realm, uh, be kind. Uh, give us a review, comment, or... Concerned. <laughs> yes. If you're concerned about us, please let us know. By Review, comment, or rating uh, really does help boost the exposure. We're going in raw. does, does. We're also on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Got all sorts of great reward tiers. Oh, man. Yesterday, Killer asked Stephen Larson. Actually, no, that went up today because I put those up on Saturdays. Killer asked Stephen Larson just. Award winning, even. Uh, it will win awards. Best bonus content in wrestling. Right this category, nonetheless, I guess we can create one for the Friendo Awards this next year. See, perfect. That's good. That's we'll give, good. We'll give, we'll give ourselves a reward. That's perfect. So anyways, uh, of course, uh, anybody who has been paying attention even halfway to wrestling news lately uh, has been paying attention to one. Jonathan Good, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, yes. whatever name he goes by, he has been on a tear with the shoot interviews, uh, just giving all sorts of behind-the-scenes exposés. On WWE. Not only that, he speaks to specifically his own discontent being in the WWE system, but subsequently, um, uh, some of the, the best wrestling journalists out there have reached out to their sources to confirm how widespread this discontent is, and apparently it is exceptionally widespread. Yeah, lots of people are unhappy, which means lots of people might leave, Larson. However... Not everybody's going to leave. Nope. I imagine there's any number of people who are perfectly happy, yep. or at least content, um, uh, wrestling, thriving, maybe even in the WB system. I would suspect that everybody on this list, save for maybe one name, is pretty happy. Yeah. Well, maybe two names. Pretty happy 
with how things are going and how things have gone in the WWE for them. Yes. And thus, uh, they will never leave. Well, never may be a strong word, but it's like like highly unlikely, but never looks better in a it, title. It's like a 2% botch for most of these people. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it never just looks and sounds better in the title than most likely won't leave WWE mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So, but effectively, especially, like the, I think the top five for sure, they're locks to pretty much make a career out of WWE. Yeah, probably, probably. I think I'd be very shocked if... Yes. Shocked. Shocked. And shocked. Uh, incredibly shocked if anybody in this list ever left WB. Yeah, incredibly. absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, let's get right into it, Larson. Yeah. Number 10. 10. Seth Rollins. I mean, I mean they treat him like a million bucks. Yeah. They treat him better. Honestly, they treat him better than Roman Reigns. They do. I mean, numerous times Roman's been in line to get a, get the push as the guy. And the number of times during the midst of that push, he's kind of been either neglected to or forced or just by his nature been pushed to the background yeah yeah when he was going after he was feuding with triple h for the, the wb title uh he was kind of a background player for most of it because dean ambrose was at the four yeah um seth has never really been in that position no when he was uh top guy on raw he was top guy and there's no mistaking it mm-hmm. um first when he was heel seth cashing in money in the bank winning that title at wrestlemania um he was booked as a really chicken shit, cowardly heel, yeah. which didn't necessarily need to be the case, but there was no mistaking that he was the focal point of Raw. Yeah. Um, in the lead up to his win against Brock at WrestleMania, and for the most part hereafter, um, he's the guy on Raw, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah, Universal Championship has not, uh, that, that that's still the top title in WWE, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's not going to change, and Seth is the guy that's holding it, and I mean, I don't know. It might be in perpetuity that they're waiting for Roman to get to a point where Vince McMahon is happy with the fan reaction to him, and then they'll roll with him as the guy. But that might be forever. Mm-hmm. And in that case, the, the the guy is just going to be Seth Rollins. Yeah. And they seem perfectly fine with that. Let me ask you something. You took Seth the task a little bit when we were talking in our first uh, Mosley video. Yeah, sure. What, what, did, what did he say again? Okay, so a fan asked about the nature of uh, written scripted yeah, promos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seth said, um, I've never seen something along the lines of, I've never seen you backstage. So how would you know? All right. That's what he said. Uh, which to me was just a very condescending way of, of, of treating a guy. And I didn't hear the actual fans. I saw a transcript. I didn't see if the fan was coming off like a prick. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for people who are interested in the behind the scenes workings Mm -hmm. of WWE, uh, I felt that was a condescending way yeah. uh, to approach that situation. I had a theory that is backed by very little evidence, but I'll run this by you. So Dean Am- or Moxley uh, seems to really, 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 really care about character. Yeah. His character. His character being involved in interesting storylines and how that plays out during the course of a match. And I wonder, again, speculation, and I don't want anybody to assume this is a slide on Seth Rollins. I think he's great, and I think he does great character work, and he's a good promo guy. I wonder if Seth's primary concern is what happens between those ropes, the matches he puts on. Like the character stuff that leads to the matches, you know, he does his best, but it's not his primary concern. His primary concern is putting on the best possible matches he can in the ring. I think I think there's anecdotal evidence, getting a feel for, you know, what he said in interviews, how he approaches his mm-hmm. matches. I think there's that's probably a, a decent assumption to make. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, say he's not a creative guy. Because to to get to the top of WWE, I think you have to be a creative 
individual mm-hmm. um, and, and seeing how his matches play out, you can tell there's a lot of thought and creativity put into his best matches. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's – I wonder if he's not as concerned with the character aspect of things as he is just putting on awesome matches every night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would probably – who maybe it's the kind of thing where he understands that in-ring is, his, is where he excels. Yeah. And so that's where he's going to focus on. But I also kind of feel like – He's a guy who wants to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, I mean, I look at his heel work uh, back in 2015, and I thought it was very, very oh, it was strong. Great. It was great. His character work is, is, is very good. His promos are very, very good. Yeah. yeah. But I would think that, yeah, in-ring is probably where he would want to. His primary focus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, I feel like so. Dean's primary focus is, is character. Like, not to say he just want to put on good matches, too. I'm sure he does. But I think in, in, in it feels like this based on what we've heard. He's focused a lot more on character during these interviews. Yeah. Than in ring. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. I, f- I feel like Dean is focused on character and how the the storyline, his character development informs the, the matches. The th- yeah. The, that, well, that's the thing is that everything with, with Dean, I think it starts with the character. And that dictates what you see in the ring with mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. And when the character stuff seemingly is a non-starter for years and he can't get what he wants out of the character then it's like, well, the in-ring stuff is kind of secondary yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, you lose that. So, Where with Seth, his primary stuff does seem to be sort of ring-based. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some of the, the, the creative issues backstage might not be, again, speculation, might not be as huge of a deal for Seth if he's given the latitude he wants in the ring. There's also the matter of what Dean was asking for with his character was a very specific thing. Yes. And with Seth, he's Seth is a bit more like, I don't know, I'm not going to call him generic by any stretch because he's exceptional at his job, but it's not like he has a gimmick. It's not like he, like the lunatic fringe is a gimmick. It's yeah. oh, you crazy guy. I'm going to yeah, stab yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, he even yeah. said it. Yeah. Well, Seth Rollins, the architect, like it's a bunch of sort of more generic. There's there's no, there's no actual character there beyond just, you know, Seth. Seth. Yeah. 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 So anyways, good stuff. Uh, yeah, but he ain't leaving anytime. He's not leaving. No, it would, it would take something major happening. He's like, I think, like in terms of regular roster people, he's like number two paid behind Roman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now he's given every opportunity to to be the focal point on a consistent basis, and he's de- he delivers, so he's deserving of that spot. So yeah, there's really, sure. no reason why he should not stick around. Yeah. Number nine. Nine. Braun Strowman. I think recently he did an interview where he spoke about some frustration with the, the creative handling of his character, but said uh, he likes WWE. He'll probably stick around there for a while. I, I, I think that Braun is, is kind of like the new version of the Big Show. And I, I never saw Big Show going anywhere else. They, pay, they probably pay Braun a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He's a big, big special attraction guy. Mm-hmm. He will always have a place in WWE. Yep. Uh, he just is sort of perpetually stuck in plan B mode. Yeah, I know. And celebrity mode guy and yeah. guy who can win a tag team title with a 10 year old. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, he's, he's the sort of the guy I was speaking of when I said he's probably not terribly enthused with his role in WWE necessarily, but it's still much better than 99% of the company yes. of the talent out there. Yes. Um, I mean, everybody would kill to be in his spot. It's just obviously his ceiling was like universal champion and beyond. Yeah, and they bungled that. If they hadn't turned him heel briefly just for that failed cash-in, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see where he'd be at right now. And let's say he'd be universal champion. So I think Seth still would have been in front of him in line. Yeah. 
but there was just he went from being super popular to the crowd being generally indifferent towards his presence. Honestly, I think his his match with Brock, like that first singles match with Brock, which was like kind of shockingly sh- the one at No Mercy that we were, we were there for. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like, really? That that did it? That's it? Yeah, yeah. He tapped out, didn't he, to the Kimura? Or did he get F5? I think he no, got, he got, he got F5. He got F5. Yeah, he got pinned. He only took one F5, I think, too. Yeah, I think it was. I know. Didn't like Joe take one and then Braun took one? There was a series where they were building up to the, the Mania match with Reigns where they were making, booking the F5 super strong so no one could kick out of it. Right. Of course, Roman and WrestleMania kick out of like 10 of them. I think that match, it's like, man, you brought, Braun can be a big, massive thing. I think mm-hmm. that match kind of killed him. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, nevertheless, they're probably paying him a boatload of money. Braun's getting movie roles, and granted, they're small ones. Yeah, but there's like, something that's that's one thing WWE has to offer that no one else can is a platform. We'll get to that, especially for the Miz entry, mm-hmm. a, a platform for other mainstream TV movie opportunities. No other wrestling promotion can offer that right now. Yeah, and yeah. If so if any wrestler has any aspirations to being in TV, being in movies, doing anything on a, on a major stage outside of the wrestling ring, WWE is kind of the place you need to be. And Braun is the kind of guy who can very much take advantage of that. Yes. And I see a lot more of that in the future, just like the Big Show. Mm-hmm. Big Show's on all sorts of stuff. It's interesting that Braun's gotten to a Big Show position in his career, kind of bypassing the whole uh, world title reign, though. He has. I know. He has. It's a bummer. I think they know exactly, like, and I don't know, like, we had heard sort of, like, there might have been attitude issues or, you know, whatever. Um, and I wonder if that's that helped bypass all that, if that put him on the fast track to post 2009 Big Show, you know. Um, and on top of that, like he had had knee, knee issues. Mm-hmm. And still, when he runs around, it looks like it hurts. He's, he's, uh, he's getting in way better shape, though. He is, yeah. He's jacked. Yeah. He's cut now. So yeah. maybe yeah. he's doing that in an effort to, to drop some weight and alleviate the pressures on his joints. I don't know. That could be. That could be. So, uh, yeah, his future is going to be interesting, but his future will definitely be in WWE. Yeah. yeah. Number eight. Eight. Seamus. So we haven't seen him for a while. Apparently he suffered a concussion a while back. Um, heard that he was dealing with spinal stenosis in his neck. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons they paired him up with Cesaro was in hopes of elongating his career. So I mean, it's entirely possible that we could be witnessing the the tail end of Seamus' career it's currently. Possible, yeah. It's possible. entirely possible. Um, WB have given him every opportunity um, during his career. And I just don't see any reason why he would leave at this point. Yeah, they've treated him like they treat him crazy good. Yeah, since the day he stepped foot in the company. Yeah, they treat him like a million bucks. He's probably paid really, really well. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's not just, you know, would he stay with the WWE? If you look at the options outside WWE, I don't think any of them seem very appealing, would seem very appealing to him. Maybe, maybe the lighter schedule of an all elite wrestling. But even that, the, the, style of wrestling that they would probably employ in All Elite and most definitely in New Japan, that would do his neck no favors. He is a very, very WWE-style yes, wrestler. Yes, And, yeah, that's exactly correct. The matches they wrestle in All Elite are more akin to what we've seen in New Japan because half the guys are from New Japan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, around the wrestling world where you can get away with stuff like pile drivers and whatnot. Yeah. And that just is probably not going to do any favors to his body. Nope. I think, uh, yeah, like like you said, it wouldn't surprise either of us if this was if if this was the end of his of his days. Yeah, Sheamus is another guy though. I could see him in. Wasn't he one of the the bad guys in the Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, yeah. I could see him doing more He's stuff in like that, that. Cricket commercial. 
Yeah, he is. He's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. I could see him trying yeah, to do the acting thing. He can do some more acting for sure. He's got that terrific Celtic Warrior workout. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good YouTube channel. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy watching that. Seeing him uh, try to uh, to handle other people's workouts is endlessly fascinating. He's been in WWE for so long mm-hmm. now. It'd be very bizarre if he were to go to All Elite. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that they would like be all that into him. I mean, it just I don't know where he fits. Yeah, I don't in know. There. I mean, if it were ten years ago, maybe. But you have a wrestler who's probably the tail end of his career dealing with a serious neck issue, right? Yeah, who is a modest draw at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just don't see. Like, I would understand New Japan more than Ali. Ali, I, I wouldn't see it. Yeah, um, New Japan maybe, but again, like he'd be in what the mid card there. Yeah. That wouldn't be worth the toll it would take on his body. No, to do it. it wouldn't. And he's so. used to living in the States. Yeah. Um, who in attitude, Monday Night Wars era, WCW or WWE, WWF at the time, yeah. do you see as being the equivalent to Sheamus? Where they moved over and at first you're like, oh, wow, that's a name. And then like you very, they like I'm thinking like Boss Man. Like when Boss Man came back to WWF, it's like, oh, wow, that's a name. Yeah. And then he very quickly fell to like yeah, the yeah, lower yeah, mid card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be Sheamus. Yeah, kind of. It'd be that. I'd be like, so. wow, that's a name. And then it would just sort yeah, of settle. And then within like three weeks, it just peter off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Number seven. Seven. Baron. Baron Core. Dude, I'm telling you right now, mark my words, he will be in Triple H's spot in 20 years. Entirely possible. Either he, I think it's either him or Seth. I think Seth has that potential. I think Seth has that potential. I think Seth is going to be doing bigger things than working front office WWE. Potentially, Baron Corbin, for whatever reason, I just get this feeling. Maybe it's because he wears business casual to the ring. That's also true. <laughs> he does look the part. He does, totally. I seriously get the feeling that he is going to be, they're going to be doing documentaries, follow, following him around, hey, doing NXT stuff. I think that match was great. Now, here's what you got to do for this entrance is you got to bring up the lights and then you do your pose. <laughs> you ever thought about changing finisher? You should maybe try to change that. And then, yeah. And then people are like saying, oh, Triple H is crazy. He's out of touch. When is Baron going to take over? I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Baron Corbin really does seem like the ultimate company guy. It's obvious Vince loves him. I'm pretty sure Triple H really loves him also. I could be wrong about that, but I just get the feeling, man. I get the it's, feeling. It's been an interesting uh, journey for Baron. He... I don't think he wrestled before going to the Performance Center. So he's he's a WWE developmental uh, uh, product through and through. I, I believe so, yeah. He was yeah, a football player um, before that. And the leaps and bounds he's made since even just joined the main roster have been pretty significant. He's a much more enjoyable wrestler to watch in the ring. Yeah. Uh, his trash talk is still hit or miss, but he's pretty much fun. better on the mic. Yeah. Remember, I remember that he had that match against uh, Apollo Crews in NXT. Mm-hmm. I think it was the takeover that was in London. Okay. And his attempts to talk trash were woeful. Oh, I got to watch that again. Horrible. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Horrible. Hey, hey you think you're not good like me. Hey. It was bad. What do you think they're doing now? But <laughs> but he was just talking like that. He didn't raise yeah. his voice. It didn't give yeah. any emotion behind anything he was saying. Yeah. And then now he talks trash in the ring. It's relatively effective. It's pretty funny. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just get, I just get this gut feeling. I think in like 15 years... He's gonna be. He's gonna be doing. He's gonna be sitting in those production meetings. I think so. I do because, like, also what we've heard about him backstage is that he's not afraid to speak his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and that kind of guy, and he's like tall, 
<laughs> I think they just and hopefully you know he got humiliated by John Cena at SummerSlam and hopefully all that was a learning experience you know Triple H got humiliated by Ultimate Warrior yep. it's the exact same story yeah. it's the exact same thing man I'm telling you Baron Corbin's gonna be running WWE and he's never gonna leave never WWE. gonna leave huh nope and that's the thing also is that he's probably got some he probably thinks AEW and New Japan are pissant companies. I could see him thinking that's a real Entirely thing. Entirely possible. No. WB is the only stage uh, mm-hmm. large enough to accommodate Baron Corbin. Yep, exactly. He's going to be running the company, man. I'm telling you, he's never leaving WWE. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Number six. Six. Randy Orton. Now, we heard, I think Melser said that uh, word got around backstage that he would listen. Listen to All Elite. What they had to offer. Leverage. I know leverage that would be shocking that would be absolutely shocking that would be completely and totally shocking because from the day he set foot in WB Randy Orton has been given every opportunity he's a 13 time world champion he's been handed everything do you think do you think Randy Orton what do you think Randy Orton cares about as it pertains to his job see he's got tons of money so I don't I wouldn't guess money would be a thing he's already got the lighter schedule so I don't think it'd be that I just know he just, he just said he likes being a heel. <laughs> like he just enjoys that more. Like I th- I feel like at this point he's been in front of those crowds so much. Does he it's even hard. does he even care about that anymore? No, I think he does. Here's the thing. Here's the one thing I can think of from a creative standpoint that he can offer all elite that he can't in WWE. Remember that whole uh, Rip Rogers uh, thing was going on about the Ricochet Osprey match and the dot 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 dive thing, and he was Orton was 
kind of on Rip Rogers' side that he doesn't really like the, all the high-flying moves and so on and so forth because it lessens the impact. He's like, he, he believes in like old-school wrestling where mm-hmm. a headlock means something. Yeah. Where nowadays, like you see a headlock and you're like, all right, they're just taking a, a breather. Yeah. So what if Orton were to show up in All Elite and is like the anti-high spots guy? Yeah, sure. Like it, what Foley was in ECW when he wouldn't do the hardcore stuff anymore, that's what Orton is in All Elite. Make mm-hmm. the character all about your style of wrestling is, is not effective in terms of telling a story of two people beating each other up, and therefore, I will not participate in it. And if anybody tr- come, tries to do it, he comes down the ring and archaism. Yeah. He, so here, I think... He's this, essentially trolling All Elite Wrestling is what he's look, doing. No, I, I honestly think there's a million things All Elite could do with him. I think that's a great idea. I think there's a million things. He's a big, big name. Yeah. Here's the thing about Randy Orton. This is, this is what it is. This is why he'll never... This, this is exactly why he'll never leave WWE. This is why. Comfort. Mm-hmm. He has been given every luxury to lead the most comfortable life possible, and nobody could possibly compete with that. I mean, maybe in terms of the schedule, All Elite would be able to accommodate that, and they can wine him and dine him. But he's also there with a bunch of indie guys who are used to making like 500 bucks a pop, and now they're in All Elite. And I don't know if he wants to hobnob with that. I don't know. He doesn't seem, he seems like a, a rel- relatively down to earth dude. Relatively, yeah, but he, he has his bus. Yeah, I know. Again, you're, like, ta- you're talking comfort. I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure for years and years he was he was making towns in a rental car like everybody else. He just yeah. got to a certain point in his career where he can afford that. Those I are just, the comforts that he has afforded himself by putting in all sorts all this sweat equity into his career. Yeah, you tell me in five years the young bucks won't have a bus. If they don't well, have a bus now, well, they're executive vice president. They, so they, they, they probably have, have a bus now if they want. They to. take the Jaguars. And I don't think it's private. Plane. And I don't think it's a situation where they're trying. They were trying to separate themselves from the boys. And I don't think it's the situation with Randy Orton either. And I think he's gotten to the point now where he's like, "Oh, I can afford this, so I am more comfortable on the road, and therefore I can take better care of myself." Yeah, he has all that. Based on his Twitter activity, he seems like. I mean, he he, he seems like one of the guys. Yeah, but he's also just very comfortable totally he's, he's very like he's well taken care of i don't argue with any of that and there's there's no I, there's there would be zero reason for him i agree to get away from that i agree 100 yeah. i'm just saying in terms of the bus i don't think the bus is indicative of him uh, existing above anybody else in the locker room i think it's strictly no, for I, no i don't no i don't think no i you misread my point when i was mentioning oh, right. hobnobbing with 500 dollars a night guys which some of those guys are used to making like probably 200 yeah um it's just a different. It's I think it would be a different culture than what yes, he's totally. used to in WWE, and there is a comfortability there that I think that I would be very surprised if he got away from it. WWE's the big time. He's always been in the big time. Yeah, that's true. And when WWE is sending NXT UK Cardiff to compete with All Elite Wrestling, yeah. they're not sending out their big guns. They're not there yet. They're, that's not a real thing right now. Yeah. So, and I think that that perception is going to last. Randy Orton's gonna he's gonna go out being a WWE guy. Totally. Hundred percent. I agree with you. Now, would they after long after he retires, would he do a Bret Hart and come and debut a new oh, title there? Possible. That's possible. Even that I'd find surprising though. Would he let me ask you this? He retires tomorrow. Does he do Starcast three? I don't know if he does. I don't know does if he does. Does he do inside the rope shoot interviews? I don't know if he does conventions. I don't know if he, that'd be his thing. I, I just don't know. know. I don't know. I'm sure he's got a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure he's got massive amounts of money. But he might uh, like. I don't it. know what kind, how you know how into. I just don't know. I just don't know. How I mean, those conventions. Convention scene. He is those convention scenes. Those conventions. You walk out with literal garbage 
bags filled with money. A guy, a guy like him. Yeah, totally. Because, I mean, that's how it is. Like on the nerd circuit, like um, what's that, that dude? Norman Reedus. From, uh, Norman Reedus. Yeah, he told me that. Walks out with a garbage bag, a, a hefty sack filled with twenties. Yeah. Um, wrestlers love money. Oh know? yeah, no, I understand. That. I mean, what are people are saying? How much did Brett make for his meet and greet? Oh, I don't know. Like how many people do you think are how many how many tickets do you think sold as meet and greet? Well, um, probably like three or four hundred, maybe. I'd say it's four hundred. hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, that's good money. Tons of money. So I don't know, but I don't know. Randy Orton is WWE institution at this point. Yeah, he really is. He ain't going nowhere. No, he probably just beat access every year. When is he going to retire? I don't know, man. He's still in great shape. He's, he looks. He's same younger as he than did. us still. I think he's only in his late 30s. I had to pay him like 49. No, I think he's younger than us. I think he's 38 or 39. Oh, my God. Number five. Five. The Miz. Here, here's a situation where the Miz is in a position now where, yeah, Randy Orton was born in 1980. Oh, my God. He's, he's 39 years, years old. Yeah. Um, where it's obvious he's got some pursuits outside of the wrestling ring. He's the Marine. Yeah. That, and a lot of those opportunities would probably only present themselves to him. If he were part of the WWE roster. Yeah, he's the Marine. What was it Marine 6 was the last one? Yeah. Marine 7, 8, 9. He still has a lot yeah. of Marines left. Yeah, he's got his reality show with Maurice. Reality show. That follows SmackDown. I mean, I, I, he's, he's a wrestler who's been given every opportunity. Um, I don't. It, it seems like Vince really likes him. Seems like he's in the good graces of basically everybody in the company. Yeah. See no reason why he would ever it leave. It took him, what, how long has it been? 13 years or Something so? Something like that. For him to get the fans to basically pop no matter what he does, mm-hmm. he's like one of the most over faces in the company. Who had ever thought? And like naturally over, mm-hmm. like that just happened. It's one of those things where it just happened. He ain't going nowhere. Nope. He's in the big time. And yeah, again, like if he would have gone somewhere, I don't know. Like, I wonder what year was his first contract extension where he had to sit there and think, man, I've been kicked out of the locker room. Fans crap me no matter what. I would guess people it, hate it me. Probably before he won the hit the title. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, did did it ever think? Did he ever think? I mean, because TNA was kind of hot business to 2009. Yeah, like they had some good things going for him. Did he ever think, man? I think I want to. I imagine there. he's one of those guys who grew up probably watching primarily WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so for him, it's probably WWE or nothing at all. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think main roster debut right. with two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd probably, I would guess it'd be two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He probably had a, his contract might have been up. You're probably right. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think what what you said about the like the movie stuff, the oper- outside opportunities. Yeah, that's, I think that that would be huge for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if somehow Tony Khan had access to like. Even better Hollywood all, all agents. All elite pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then that might change. Yeah. But even then, I just kind of feel like The Miz is... He, he just seems like he's a type of wrestler who sees WWE as, as the peak in the industry and anything less than the peak isn't really worth doing. Yeah, yeah. He just comes out that way. No, I agree with that totally. And it's not like he's ever been the guy who like, oh, I want to put on five-star matches. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a, a work-rate guy. Uh-uh. You can put on good matches. Yeah. Really good matches. Wow. Well but you don't expect a five-star match from the Miz. I never got the idea that he really cared about that either, you know? Like, he doesn't, he strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't. I remember when we first approached him for an interview, he was like, we were like, yeah, going over a wrestling podcast. Oh, you guys probably hate me then. Yeah. And he had such a smile on his face when he said it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he cares about 
that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. He's very he's self aware in that respect. Yes. Number boy, how great would it be if he showed up at PWG though? That'd be great. <laughs> and had like an absolute barn burner. <laughs> Like, wow, where was this Miz all these years? Uh, number four. Four. Roman Reigns. It's his yard. Well, it's his yard. Why would he leave his yard? He owns his yard. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I have a hard time believing he's going anywhere so long as Vince sees him as, as top guy. He's in the Rocks movie. Yeah. He's in. He's gonna, probably going to have his own spinoff movie probably. because of that. He'll probably, probably. have like a three-minute scene with The Rock, and he'll probably get a spinoff movie from it. Maybe. People will see him and be like, oh, man, where's this guy? And then, uh, and then, yeah, it's off to the races for his Hollywood career. Yeah. And Vince probably has him locked into one of those management contracts. <laughs> like, you can't do shit without Vince's permission. Maybe. Uh, yeah, now Roman Reigns has, has built himself an empire uh, that, ex- that exists exclusively due to the WWE. Pretty much. And to walk away from that, he's literally the highest paid regular roster member guy. Yeah, yeah and he's afforded every opportunity. To, to, to shine in WB. He's the man. Just don't see any reason why he'd want to go. No, that'd be weird. Although it was interesting to hear uh, Moxley talk about the uh, infamous suffering succotash promo that he was made to deliver. Yeah. Reigns, that is, and how Reigns didn't like it, pushed back against it, had to do it, and just the, the fact that Moxley was saying that like Roman would drop these incredible promos in, like, in rides from town to town mm-hmm. and maybe never get to see him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's Moxley went on more about how basically everybody in the locker room loves Roman. Yeah, like yeah. everybody loves him. He's yeah. just an immensely charismatic, likable guy. Yep, everybody respects and loves him. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that far it doesn't happen often enough that we get to see we get to see we don't get to see Joe enough. Yeah, we get to see the Vince construct of Roman Reigns, which seems like a far less interesting character than Joe himself. Mm-hmm. And we got to see a little glimpses of Joe here and there in the last six months or so. But, man, how great would it be just to get Joe? I know. It would be. It would be awesome. It would be true. I thought that's what we were going to get when he came yeah, back. And then they too. started booking him the same as they had before. Yep. That's Vince for you. Oh, he's back. I'm just going to do the same shit that I did before. Yep. Not lesson learned. Nope. Why change course when I can do more of it? Maybe the fans will actually do what I want them to. I know. That's his ethos, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, Roman Reigns ain't going nowhere. No, probably not. He'll be a big. He'll he'll we'll we'll understand we'll understand what he could be once Vince goes away, assuming that happens. Although uh, Moxley seems to think that Vince is going to be ninety years old and Triple H will be seventy years old, and by the time Vince goes away, he's going to die in the chair. Number three, three, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Uh, she's a huge star. Um, she's already won the championship, what, nine times? Well, wrestling for women isn't what it is in the WWE anywhere else. Well, yet. All Elite's trying. Yeah. They're trying. Yeah. And 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 get some some television under the belt, some some awesome matches, and they can start getting to those 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 heights in terms of a platform for women's wrestling. Yeah. But no, I agree. Right now, WB is 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 the largest platform available for women's wrestling. Totally, like, and it's gonna take a while. Yeah, I mean, they can put on all the amazing matches they want to. It's just there's, and on t- like this with WWE also, like they sort of shot themselves. They did the whole women's revolution thing, and they made such a big deal about it being you know the main event of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which made women's wrestling even bigger in WWE. It's like the place to be for women's wrestling. 
Um, so yeah, I, anything, anything less would be, you know, all the best talent is basically there. Yeah. I mean, you know, excluding maybe international, like in Japan, there's all sorts of awesome talent there in the Joshi wrestling scene that we yes. got to see some of, Yes, which is great in all elite, which is fantastic. Um, but, uh, no, Charlotte is the queen. Vince obviously loves her to death. She's like you said, a million time women's champion. Uh, and, uh, and that ain't going to change anytime soon. I think that, I don't, I think that her, I, I couldn't see her. I couldn't see Becky Lynch. Yeah. I almost included Becky on this list too, for the same reason. Like Charlotte is the cornerstone of the women's division in WWE and she will be for at least the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the she is. She's the Roman Reigns. I mean, mm-hmm. People peg that mm-hmm. right. She's the Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. She ain't gonna leave. No. What about Sasha? Oh yeah, she could totally leave. She could leave. Yeah, totally. She could leave. She could leave. What about Bailey. Yeah. Sasha's more likely, but ba- Bailey could. I think so. I think Bailey's like sort of like eh, I don't really know about that. Yeah, I don't really know. Charlotte definitely not, and Becky Lynch definitely not. Yeah, agreed on both counts. But mm-hmm. Sasha, yeah, if if Sasha had like three months left in her contract, she'd be just biding her time. I'm kind of curious about Oscar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I would if if she if she were upset or not happy with how she's been booked since she brought up to Maine, I would completely understand. And if she were to leave, I would not be shocked. But she's also kind of a big star. She and is, but she's a she's she's a star that when she's around, they most for the most part treat her like a star. She's but then of, she'll be off TV for two months. Yeah, so she's one of those people who the fans they're like, they're. I feel like she's so close to having the fans just like bring her up. You know? Yeah, she just needs to be on TV on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. And here's the thing about Oscar is that if if Triple H ever does actually take over. Oh my God! Yeah, the streak is going to come back. Oh yes, <laughs> she's going to be the new Undertaker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so she's she's going to start challenging for the Universal Title. I know. Oh man. Oh, uh, speaking about somebody challenging for the Universal Title, Steve number two. Number two. two. Brock Lesnar. Oh, look at him up there in that ladder, laughing all the way to the bank. He's Steve. laughing at all these marks in I the know. crowd. I know. You hate me, don't you? Too bad. So you'd think Brock, being uh, essentially a mercenary, would go to whoever and give him the most money. Yeah, but right. when you spoke about comfort. Oh man! With Randy Orton, I think Brock loves his comfort. And what did we learn from not just comfort? What did we learn from the Moxley interview? He loves to have some stroke. He's got all the veto power. Who'd have thought? He's got more veto power than Triple H, evidently. Yep. So oh my Brock goodness. makes a boatload of money, like ungodly amounts of money. He barely has to work to make that much money. Hardly even there. And apparently, if he doesn't want to do something, he can, he can pitch an alternative plan, and Vince will go for it. Yeah. What reason does he have to leave? He's zero Like, zero maybe all he can give him money, not as much as WWE. He'll still work a light schedule. But there's no way they would give him the, the level of creative control that he has in WWE. Mm-hmm. He would not have veto power in all league. Mm-hmm. Not to that degree, no. 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 He, uh... If they were to do a thing where they paid him gobs of money, here's the thing. If they were to pay him gobs of money and had very, very, like, obviously it would be like, you know, two dates a year or whatever. And they said, come in. This is what we like you to do, A, B, and C. A very straight-up match with, like, Cody. A very straight-up match mm-hmm. with Kenny, you know? He, Kenny wouldn't want to work with Brock. Kenny's a creative artist. Yes. Brock is a hack. He's a lazy hack. That's what he is. Um, 
I mean, they, they, they could find the money. They're billionaires. Yeah. But he, I just, uh, it's no, man. No, he comes in. Vince loves him. He loves Vince. Vince is a giant money tree. He shakes every once in a while, you know. So, no, I, Brock is, Brock is, he's got too much. He can manipulate everything in WWE. Yep. He, he literally can do whatever he wants in the biggest company on the planet. Why would he ever leave that I don't situation? Think he, ever would. he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Now, that being said, Let's say Brock has a, a, let's say he's done with his deal with WWE and, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, maybe he'll come back next mania or whatever. Vince needs me. He'll, he'll call me in the meantime, Tony Khan calls him up. Hey, we want to do like a special one-off thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll give you $20 million, which they would never do. Cause mm-hmm, that's just, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. silly to think, but let's say he did mm-hmm. cause he's got all the money in the world. He uh, wants to make a splash. Yeah. He wants to make it. He wants to make a big splash. Brock Lesnar, you yeah, know, yeah. that's a big deal. Um, how mad would Vince be if Brock took him up on it? Oh, immensely. <laughs> oh, man. He'd be throwing stuff around his office. He would be. He would be absolutely incensed. He would be so mad. Absolutely incensed. He would be pissed. Be pissed off. Any event. Let's get to number one, Larson. Number one. Number one, John Cena. I mean, he's more or less said that WWE is his home. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't wrestle a whole lot these days, but when he does wrestle, it's going to be in a WWE ring. It's WWE. He knows it. It's family. It's familiar. Yeah. He's not going all elite. No. He's not going to New Japan as much. Although of everybody he's, he's, on this list, he's not doing a star cast. Of everybody on this list, he's the guy I would want to see. Oh yeah, totally. He's totally the guy I'd love to see. Could you imagine him and Kenny Omega having a match? Oh man, that'd be incredible. How amazing would that be? That's my dream match right there. John Cena, Kenny Omega. Not Kenny versus Seth, but Kenny versus John Cena. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. John Cena, you can have a five star match. Now we obviously didn't include Triple H in this list because not only is he a wrestler of the company, he's also a chief executive. So he's really not gonna leave. No. He's he's the heir apparent. He's gonna take things over in in that time twenty five to thirty years down the line when when Vince Man. Stops working. Let me ask you this, dude. Let me ask you Also this. include Undertaker because he already <laughs> agreed to do it. We saw Starcast. what happened when he tried. <laughs> he tried to go to StarCast. He tried to go to StarCast. The official wrestling invention of all elite wrestling, according yeah. to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, crap, I was going to ask you a question. Oh, what will our reaction be? What will we do when somebody breaks the news that Vince is stepping down? What's going to be going in Raw's? What, what will we do? I think it depends. One of us on would text the other. Yeah. Well, first. I mean, I, I think I meant. I guess I'm thinking about on the show. It depends on the circumstances. Like if 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 he just if he has an epiphany one day and realizes that he's the problem, the scenario that'll never happen. Never happen. And steps down. Yeah. Um, it'll be like Mardi Gras in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. It would be like yeah. Mardi Gras. Be oh man. Popping bottles. We're gonna play some music. Yeah, man, it'd be a party. Oh man! Now, if it's a situation where uh, Vince passes away, and that's how Triple H assumes control, we can't really party about that, can we? We're gonna be. We're it's. We're gonna. We'd. Ha- we're gonna have to like be respectful. Of totally. It. But we're gonna be like giddy too. That's horrible. But I'm keeping it real right now. That's fine. We'll be giddy. Keep it real, I guess. But we're gonna be respectful. Now the the and then there's the third situation where some 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 like huge controversy controversy uh, happens that Vince is forced to step down. Again, it's a situation you really can't celebrate that because there's something probably horrible happening that's leading to this controversy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's not a it's not a, a occasion to celebrate. Yeah. Vince in his 40s during or no in the fifth during the height of the Attitude Era in his 50s, you know, g- g- killed a bunch of kids or something. Wow. <laughs> when, it's not something to celebrate. It's not something to celebrate because kids died. 
but the product is going to be better. Yeah. So that's great, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's terrible. Circumstances. Not Hostile so takeover. It'll be a party unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. In your life. Hostile takeover. But I don't know if a hostile takeover would mean Triple H to be in charge. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. So hopefully he'll just come to his senses, step down. Triple H, he, he gives the... So we can get the champagne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be... Get the goggles. It's like we won the World Series, man. Yeah, man. That'd be great. Anyways, thanks so much for watching. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Who do you think would never, ever, 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 ever. leave WWE? Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.